Advanced Principles Podcast, or APP, was created to be an outlet for like-minded individuals to share in the broader conversations on leadership, retail market updates, and incredible personal success stories. On APP, you will hear a collection of stories from the titans of the retail industry, as well as thought and practice leaders covering the spectrum of the economy. Please click the subscribe button and look for the newest episodes to be released. It was a huge learning experience. It can become very old very quickly and you can get to now. And so consistency is key. Five questions, you have no idea where they're coming from. Kellen Pagel is a certified fitness professional, fitness nutrition specialist, husband and father living in Cleveland, Ohio. Along with his wife, Tessa, they own the Orange Theory Fitness Studio in Strongsville, Ohio, and Surefire Wellness, a nutrition and supplement company. Kellen's mission is to create a healthier, happier world from the inside out and envisions a world where we all exercise regularly, eat healthy, live longer, and treat others better than we want to be treated. As a former two-sport Division I athlete, Kellen spends his time managing his businesses, working out, being outside, reading self-help books, and looks forward to traveling more in the near future. Talk a little bit about Orange Theory because it, it just has exploded on the scene over the last seven, eight years. Um, certainly my family has now been involved in it coming on six years, uh, going back to our days in Colorado. Um, been fascinated by the model, the franchise, the structure, um, the buy-in, kind of the legion of followers, if you will, that are out there. Um, but, but so many fads have come and gone. Uh, there's been different workout routines. There's been, uh, you know, jazzercise and this and that and everything else that has come and gone over the years. What gives Orange Theory staying power and where do you see it going from here? And maybe for some people that aren't as familiar, you could give a brief overview of really what, what is the basis of Orange Theory that makes it different than so many other fads that have come and gone over the years? Yeah, that's a great question. And one, I think one of the things about Orange Theory that they do best is that it's 100% scalable. And so what I mean by that is you can have somebody who was essentially a professional athlete working out right next to somebody who's never worked out a day in their life. And they could be doing the same workout at different intensity levels in both benefiting equally from that workout. And I think that's one thing that has helped Orange Theory from the beginning and that will continue to help Orange Theory moving forward as well is that it's it's 100% scalable for anybody and everybody. So it's heart rate based, you know, scientifically proven with those results to get you the results you're looking for. So based and designed off of heart rates. So the workouts are designed there's even cardiologists on, the, on their design team and everything else, exercise physiologists that create these workouts to, to target different heart rates and elicit different responses throughout your workout to, again, produce those results. And then the last thing I think that will really help Orange Theory is, is just that camaraderie that we talked about going back to sports. You know, it's, it's something that you look at college football programs, baseball, basketball, you see professional stadiums, they're they're almost always getting bigger, right? They're growing. They're, they, you know, some of these stadiums now hold over a hundred thousand people. And really it's all about the energy and the camaraderie. If you get people together that are cheering and rooting for a same common goal really is what it is. And that's kind of what it's like with the orange theory. You get people there that are like-minded individuals that are, have similar goals to what the person next to them might have. And you can just feel the energy together. So 
I think those are all reasons that Orange Theory will continue to, to stay and, and be one of the best fitness aspects, you know, one of the best fitness uh, workouts that you can do. So, you know, it's just a great environment. You know, it's uplifting. You, you get to communicate and you get to socialize with like-minded individuals, you get to encourage and challenge each other. You have, you know, coaches to do the same thing, the staffing there. It's always a, a very positive, uplifting type of environment. Uh, there's always new benchmarks and different things to even hold yourself accountable to constantly try and increase, you know, your, your performance speed or strength or lean body mass, different things like that. So, you know, there's, there's so many different benefits to, to what Orange Theory has to offer that they've done a great job really from the beginning. Yeah. And, and with some of that internal competitive nature that so many people have, there might be an occasional glance at somebody else's tread to see how yeah. fast they're going, yeah. how many yeah. meters they've done on the row or what weights they're picking up off the rack. There might be a little bit of that going yeah. on as well. Oh, yeah. And, and I think you spoke to a big part of it as well, all the technology, all the heart rate based. Um, I think the variety of workouts is, is, is something that really uh, burns a lot of people out. We talked about it in youth athletics about getting burned out but you can get burned out and just working out. If you're working the same three sets of 10 reps on a flat bench with dumbbells and, and plates, it, it can become very old very quickly and you can get tuned out. And there's so many amateurs out there that watch a YouTube video and think they know how to keep themselves fit. But what you all provide is professional coaching uh, each and every single class and not just coaching, but also motivation. Um, and I think that that's been a huge aspect of it from the success rate that I've seen is a lot of people that are maybe new into the fitness routine or world or, or that, they don't know where to go. Uh, they don't know how to kind of accomplish their own personal goals. And there's you and all the other great coaches that are out there encouraging them, motivating them, inspiring them to continue to do more. So uh, I think that that's a huge component of it as well that I don't see going away anytime soon. Yeah, no, that's a great point too, is, is you can watch a video and feel like and think you're performing the exercise the way that it looks but it's being able to kind of put that mind-muscle connection together and having a coach who's actually physically there to say, you know, actually, we want to bring those hips in here, shoulders down, chest lifted, and this is how you should feel this exercise. And to actually be able to coach you specifically versus just watching a video is something that, you know, whether you're, you're brand new starting off or you're, you know, seasoned and lifting and you're trying to increase your weights, it's, it's very important, you know, mm -hmm. risk of injury maximize your intensity, your output to produce the best results. So those, you're exactly right with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, you know, the, the basis of Orange Theory is that, that in gym workout with the coach right there and the treads running next to you and, and everyone kind of fueling off of each other, like you said, and then all of a sudden the pandemic hits and state by state, uh, they close down gyms. They don't allow you to operate your business. They don't allow people to, you know, seek that athletic or fitness outlet. So what was that like, um, you know, staying, one, staying engaged with your membership, which I know membership is a huge component of the success of the, the franchises, um, but also from your outlet and your social connection and your desire to motivate and help people achieve more, talk us through kind of that decision process from shutdown to reopening, staggered reopening, um, and then full reopening. So that was something that obviously nobody really expected, you know, and something that looking back on was a huge learning experience. And one of the main reasons why is we have no reference point. We can't look back and say, well, when this happened, this is what we did. We had no idea, right? So it was a complete shutdown. 
we were closed for about 75 days. That was a little nerve wracking, you know, when you, you were able to develop a, um, a system in place, you have a good environment and things are kind of clicking on, on all cylinders and to be completely shut down. You know, it's a, it's an opportunity that looking back, we, we really appreciate the fact that as a, as a business owner that, that we were able to always kind of operate below our means. And I think that one of those, those moments where if you tend to overextend yourself, that could have really, really been a troubled situation to be in. So uh, very grateful looking back that we, like we said, we were able to kind of live below our means and, and you know, keep things in place where they needed to be. Uh, so that way we were able to financially make it through just okay. And uh, then after about 75 days, you know, we got the, the word that we were able to open back up at a reduced capacity, even still not sure what's going what's gonna to happen. Right, We're, there's tons of people that still uh, are not quite comfortable coming out, still staying at home. Throughout this whole process, we're trying to create videos, do workouts online, and trying to keep that that engagement, you know, with social medias and different things like that. That it was it was it was a challenging time to say the least, you know. And I think that it shows too just how important working out is, not from a physical but also a mental emotional type of, of standpoint so people that were, were not able to go work out at our facility were, were reaching out to us non-stop you know when when are we going to be able to come back in I'm losing my mind all these things <laughs> I'm tired of running outside all these things yeah and it's just you know it's, it's one of those things that you know it's so important to be physically active maybe you're not doing high intensity workouts, or maybe you're not powerlifting or, or, but you're just getting out and you're moving on a daily basis, you know, 20, 30 minutes every day does so much for your, your mental state, you know, emotional, physical body as well. So that was nice to finally be able to open back up, reduce capacity, trying to figure things out as we roll. This is the first time anybody's ever done it before, mm -hmm. you know, across the world from my, from my knowledge. So we couldn't just call somebody and say, hey, what do we do with this? You know? <laughs> uh, so it's just kind of like, oh, all right, well, let's figure it out as we roll. Uh, all the members were amazing. You know, from the very beginning, they were very uh, understanding of situations, you know, willing and able to adapt to different rules and, and policies that we had in place. You know, Orange Theory is one of those small fitness boutiques that are already very hands-on. In between classes, we're already cleaning and different things like that anyways. So to be able to implement a little bit extra of cleaning procedures and things was not a big deal for us, thankfully. So then we were kind of able to just roll right into it. Um, about, I think it was 10 months later or so, we, we got the, the word that we were able to kind of start opening up full capacity again. Again, it was, it was navigate as we go, right? Jump and then figure out how to fly type of thing. Um, going into to full capacity was something we kind of eased our way back into. Some classes were still you know, reduce capacity, spread out, you know, every other stations and different things like that. Uh, and so trying to still get back into the swings and swing of things is something that we're kind of taking day by day. But again, very, very appreciative that we were able to, to make it through. You know, we do have a, a large uh, loyal membership base, uh, which we are more than excited to see everybody start to come back and, and again, receive all those benefits that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. So during that pandemic, and especially in that first 75 days when people were really craving that outlet, um, obviously you heard news on Peloton, Lululemon buys Mirror, you got Tonal all over the place now. Where do you see that fitting? And obviously the, the, fit, the health and fitness is a huge market 
and, and there's tons of wallet spend out there to go after. Do you think some of that is a temporary migration to that at-home workout? Um, and then those people will eventually come back to group classes? Or do you think there's some that um, will just permanently stay at home and, and go you know, alone on the Peloton or whatever else it might be? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And I think it may be a combination of both, you know, and I think what people realized is just like when you look at businesses, they realized maybe we are spending too much time commuting into the office where some people may be just as effective at home, right, with, with businesses. But I think with, with working out, most important thing is whatever you will do is the most important workout, whatever that is. And so consistency is key. So if, if somebody is able to day in and day out have that discipline to you know, get dressed, go into the, their basement or the bedroom and, and get a good workout in day after day, month after month, and there may be a small few who continue to do that long term, you know, but I would highly imagine that some might do a combination of both, you know, if they already have the equipment. They may spend a couple of days, you know, at home, you know, if they have kids or if they're working at home, different things like that and get a workout in. But I do believe that there is something, like we said, to talk, talked about physical presence, you know, being, being in the studio with each other, the music, the lights, the coaching, the motivation, the competition, you know, the personal touches, personal corrections as well. It's just like, you know, you look back in history, you see the, the disc players, you see the cassettes, you see CDs, right? But there's still always concerts. And there's something about being in that environment, you know, coming together and just, you know, feeling that music and feeling that experience. I think that with, with working out is, is that it will actually help improve overall performance being in those physical environments, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it may be a combination of both uh, where some people are still able to get a couple workouts in at home effectively, but you know, I, we believe in, in being in a physical environment will help kind of push you a little bit more than you may be able to push on your own. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, and uh, I think your analogy to the to the concerts, when there's all those other mediums and outlets to enjoy music, the concert is because it's an event. It's a it's a cultural get together and you're sharing in that moment with so many other people. And I think that this is a, a fantastic analogy. So if, if physical activity is one part of it. And, and so many people put so much weight into that. But I think what you spoke of earlier is the supplements and the health and the well-being and the nutrition is the other aspect of it. And I know that you and Tessa are both very passionate about that as well. So speak to us a little bit about the business and the supplement line that you've created and where that ranks at level of importance and when people should be making the decisions to look into supplements and, and their overall nutritional plan. Yeah. And one of, the, one of the best quotes I've ever heard was that you can't outrun a bad diet. So meaning that no matter how hard you work, you will see great results, but there comes to a point where to kind of take it to that next level, you really have to address what you're putting into your body. You know, we, we talk about all the time that, that food is meant to be fuel, right? And that we eat for purpose, not pleasure, different things like that. And the reason why is because what you put into your body is what you're going to get out and not just physically, but also it's going to help you, you know, with overall clarity when you're focusing on work or you're, you're making large decisions, being able to have mental clarity is something that's going to help benefit you in so many different ways, especially long-term. So that's something that we are very passionate about, you know, in, in overall fitness and wellness realm, it's, it's a very big part of it. So being able to have the right nutrition, 
like you said, putting the right things into your body is going to help improve your, your workouts, you know, and help even improve your relationships and things like that. So that the supplement line is something that we figured that we may be able to help more people improve in that area who may otherwise not be able to. And life nowadays is, is faster than ever. Mm-hmm. Everything is like instant gratification, right? You click a button, boom, it shows up the next day you bought it, right? You, so everything is fast. And so, so food, right? You're on the go. You want to get something quick. You drive through and you eat because it's fast and you're on the go and you have no time. So we figured if we could create a supplement that somebody's able to just kind of throw in a cup, you know, add some water and drink it while they're going to their next appointment, getting some extra benefits, some extra nutrition that it may help. But again, it, the real cause is or real root down to things is, is what you're actually eating, natural whole foods, um, staying away from kind of processed foods and artificial ingredients are very, very important. You know, we talked about a little bit with the anti-aging things and, you know, staying as natural as possible. You know, I've heard that say that you want to stay away from anything that comes in a package. So if you can, you know, if you can shop local with farms and different, different things like that, uh, that's something that will help your longevity and help really just improve your overall being. Um, different things also will mess with inflammation, you know, which can help lead to other chronic diseases and different things, you know, and just, we are, you know, very passionate about this industry as well, but the things that we continue to research and try to learn on a regular basis as well. So it's something that we may continue to do as well. You know, Tess is a certified uh, holistic health coach and I'm, we're fitness nutrition specialists. So we do have a little bit of experience and knowledge in the fields, but we look like, we look to continue to advance as well. Yeah. So with Atkinson's and SlimFast and HydroxyCut and um, uh, the South Beach diet, all of those have come and gone, come and gone, come and gone. And what is, what's, what's one or two really practical things that you can recommend for people to just get started eating better or, or drinking better, right? There's a lot of intake from a liquid standpoint, from a soda, um, cornstarch and all the different sugars what are a couple of different things that are just real easy that people can start to adopt into their daily routine that'll make somewhat of an impact, not instant gratification, but just over the longevity of discipline to it, that'll make that difference. Yeah. And real, real quick, here's my, my disclaimer. I'm not a registered dietitian or anything <laughs> like that. But um, now one of the most important things I think you can start doing right away is, is drinking more water. You know, and I think that water is something that is very commonly overlooked. It's super important to your body. Uh, and help flush out systems, keep you hydrated as well, but also is leaning more towards water versus other sugary drinks. And I know sometimes water can seem very bland and very boring to drink, um, but they do make different things that you can add into it, you know, different packets, things that you want to make sure that what you're putting into is natural ingredients as well. You want to avoid artificial things like sucralose, aspartame. If you are going to add anything, they make um, very healthy hydrogen type of packets that you can pour into it, into your drink that's flavored a little bit more natural flavors like monk fruit and stevia, which are roots or plants. Uh, so that will help you a little bit more in terms of, of what you're consuming with liquids. And then with food, you know, like we talked about eating as natural as possible. Things that don't come in packages, you know, are, are really the best that you can do. And I think starting with, with one, area so maybe it's you start with with dinner right instead of dinner you have 
you know, you have your meal, then you have your bag of chips afterwards. Maybe you can substitute that one side for, for a vegetable or different things is, is make a small implement implementation from day one and then maintain that. And then maybe it's the next week you, you change something else out. So keeping it as whole as possible, you know, no artificial, nothing that comes pre-made. Uh, if you can avoid those tend to have high sodium content as well. So things that you're actually making yourself will be a little bit better. There are some healthier restaurants out there and have healthier options too. Uh, so that things that you kind of do research on, you know, one of the best things I think anybody can do is plan. So in, in life in general, you know, mm -hmm. if you don't have any type of, of plan at all, you know, you're almost destined to fail, right? Failing to, to plan is like planning to fail. As yep. They, yep. So, uh, that's why meal planning, I think, is a great thing if, if that's something you're able to do. Maybe it's not physically making the meals in advance, but maybe you just actually plan out what you're going to eat when. And then maybe you can pack, you know, a bag of carrots, throw it in your bag. That way, when you're hungry, you don't go to the vending sh machine and, and buy a bag of chips, but you just, you have that bag of carrots already there. So you're just kind of chomping on whatever you have. I think planning things out is super important. Uh, the last thing I would say would, would be kind of beneficial to somebody who's just kind of getting started is, is to create a food log. So write down everything that you eat for a week, or maybe it's three days. And that will do a couple of things that will help you realize that I'm snacking on more things than I probably need to kind of mindless eating. The other thing is it may have yourself doubt whether or not you really want to eat it because you know, you got to write it down. So those are a couple of things that if somebody yep. comes to me and, and asks about it, those are a couple of things that we usually talk about firsthand. So. Yeah, really good accountability measures. Really good. So a lot of our audience, um, core of our business is in the retail automotive industry. Uh, and the majority of the associates that work within the, the stores are working 10, 12 hours a day. Uh, they don't know exactly when they're able to, to carve out for lunch or even get home for dinner um, because they're with the flow of the retail customer. And who knows? And, and you're not going to bypass an opportunity and say, hey, I'll be back with you in a minute. I got to go, you know, get a burrito or something like that. And the, another segment of our audience travels a lot. They're on and off planes or in and out of hotel rooms. They're arriving late, leaving early. What are a couple of suggestions maybe for those individuals and those types of professions um, that have it? I think I, I know a couple will kind of transfer over from the last answer, but specifically to those individuals who are living those professional lifestyles. One of the biggest things I can say again is to plan. You know, if you if you expect there's a, a chance that you may be at your desk for long hours on end is being able to have snacks that may not need refrigerated on hand. Right. Because maybe you're in between calls with customers and maybe you have three minutes. But if you have three minutes and you have a, a, a healthy snack sitting right there, that maybe you can scarf that down instead of spending that three minutes trying to run. Like you said, grab something real quick and come back. Uh, that's one of the the biggest things that I would recommend is just to be able to plan with snacks that you bring with you, or maybe you can keep in your desk, you know, different things. Like there's some healthier beef jerkies. Nuts are always a great, great option. Uh, healthy nuts, they have good fat as well, which will help you keep you full a little bit longer as well. And then also those that are, are traveling is if you can is plan ahead. You know, if you look to see where you're going to be traveling, where you're going to be staying, see if you can do a quick research of restaurants in the area. Uh, if there's a grocery store nearby, maybe you're able to, to run in right when you land, you know, maybe you can run over to the grocery store, pick up some of those healthier snacks. You know, if you have a, a fridge in your, in your hotel room, 
you know, maybe you can stock up. That's one of the first things my wife and I do. You know, if we're going to, to a city or an area, we'll scope out a, a grocery store. You know, we'll go, we'll buy a couple big gallons, jugs of, of water, and then we'll buy, you know, a couple different snacks, uh, different fruits or vegetables, different things like that. I kind of stick them in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Tends to be a little bit cheaper as well than, than some yep. eating, <laughs> eating what you have at the hotel or anything else. Uh, so that's kind of a two for one. But the other real quick tip too is if you find yourself sitting a lot during work, is see if you could set an alarm on your phone. You know, every 30 minutes if you can, it, it dings or it flashes off that you just stand up, stretch, walk around a little bit. Even if you have a headset on, you can still talk to a, a client or a customer super important you know just continue to help with that blood flow continue to to get your muscles working you know and keep those those bones strong yeah yeah Uh, fantastic advice thank you very much for that now with the current trends in the health and fitness industry which ones do you think are worthwhile and have staying power that people should look into and see if it fits their their lifestyle that's another great question you know and that's something that we are always trying to look into as well to see you know what can we do to to further evolve and to help our members and help our our audience even further and one of the big kind of trends that i that we believe in is something that we've been researching a lot lately as i talked about it already is the anti-aging industry you know things that you can start to do proactively to help you know potentially slow down the process of aging and that's things that, that we're always looking into and trying to research more as well, whether it be different types of supplements uh, or it's different procedures, things that you can do. There's different, there's different spots, different things out there that you can look into as well, you know, without getting into too much specifics. Uh, but that's something that we feel very strongly about within the health and wellness space. You know, there's, there's great workouts that are always coming out. Uh, Orange theory, I think we think is one that will be around for a while for all the reasons that we already talked about. And I think continuing to eat healthy is another big thing. If you see more healthy type of chains pop up, you know, it's something that, you know, it's, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, really just mm-hmm. overall health and, and wellness. And, but yeah, we think the, the anti-aging is one that's a relatively new industry. I think so many people don't even know where to begin with it. And so we really feel like that's something that's going to start to evolve in the next few years. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And with all of the science now being packed in and, and I think just the overall community getting smarter and smarter and more technological, um, there are more and more advancements that continue to come. So where do you think the industry goes from here? What is, what does health and fitness look like in the next five, 10, 15 years? You know, I think that we'll still be very big into in-person type of studio facilities. And I think the small fitness boutique centers are, are, are very popular and one that will continue to grow because you get that personal connection with a group atmosphere, that healthy competition kind of all wrapped into one. And I think that's something that will continue to evolve. I have no idea what's going to happen with things of like 3D images and, and being able to work at home or work out at home with, you know, that same type of environment of, of things projections and different things like that eventually i think that may be a, a space long down the road i really have no idea what that <laughs> so have that, a hologram in your living room yeah right yeah, yeah right yeah you almost feel like you know with those virtual glasses now yeah right you can almost feel like you're actually there so that that may be something to look into as well the only thing is i don't know how 
Same would be to try and pick up and move weights when you have those. <laughs> yeah, it might be a risky venture. <laughs> yeah. Hitting something with your weights or something. Right, right. Yeah, very cool. And and so what does the future hold for you? Obviously, you've got some different interests. You've got the Orange Theory, um, the uh, supplemental line, um, and growing family. Yes. Uh, so what's the future hold for Kellen? I think we're just going to continue to evolve with what we're doing, you know, continue to try and become the best version of ourselves each and every single day. You know, it's a, the focus is a little bit different now. We talked about you know, raising our family. Uh, we have another one, a little girl coming in about 11 weeks. Wow. Uh, so very excited for that. You know, that's part of, of life that you always anticipate will be something special. And then, you know, we're blessed to have one daughter and having the second and it's really life changing. So we want to be able to, you know, kind of, soak that all in, put our best foot forward with our family, as well as continue to grow professionally and, and still be within our industry. You know, we're very, very passionate about what we do. So we, we plan to, to continue to, to be able to do so. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So one thing that I, I um, one great takeaway here is there's, there's no quick fix. There's no easy fix. This is not uh, a get rich quick overnight type of mentality where you can just take a pill and all of a sudden you're going to be healthier and leaner and faster and stronger. It's a process. Um, the one thing that I forgot to bring up is, is you're in addition to uh, the professional sports background and the family tree and you through the college athletics is you're a bit of a local celebrity because you competed on a uh, nationally televised game show, somebody that's a little well-known around here, LeBron James. So uh, tell us about your, uh, your stint to stardom there and the show that you were on. Yeah, so the show was called Million Dollar Mile. And that was an opportunity that actually had, I saw firsthand on, on LeBron James' Instagram account. He said that he was going to be co-producing this show. Uh, so I kind of just reached out to them and basically saying, I, I, what is it, you know? And then uh, after a long series of interviews and, and video conferences and actually flying out to, to Los Angeles, I was able to, to partake in the, the show on TV, it was an awesome experience. You know, it was something that it was uh, an obstacle course type of challenge that you, you try to complete as many obstacles as you can without being caught by a defender. Uh, and it was such a neat experience. You know, you're able to, to feel firsthand what it's like to be on a, a huge national production like that. And also being able to meet so many different people that come from so many different backgrounds and just, you know, have a fun time while doing it. It's something that looking back on I realized it was a really cool opportunity, something that not everybody gets to experience. So I, I was yeah. for that. Yeah, very cool. So how did you do? I, I did all right. You know, I, I think it was something that, talking about internal competition, I always wish I could do a little bit better, uh, you know, but it's something that I, I felt like for those circumstances and, and how I was in that particular moment, I feel like I gave it my all, I gave it what I could. I will say that one takeaway I learned was to, to kind of trust yourself and believe in yourself a little bit more. I think we tend to doubt ourselves a little bit. At the time, I, I felt like I was probably in better cardiovascular shape than I thought. And I had stopped running to work on swimming because swimming was one part of the, the course that, that may be required. Ended up not swimming at all. <laughs> I couldn't swim at the time. You know, I had like doggy paddle forever. Uh, so I started swimming like, like religiously, you know, multiple days or multiple times per day, I'd be going to the, the pool and swimming and I stopped running. And, uh, you know, looking back, I wish I would have probably just kept running is just doing what I was doing. 
but uh, you know, it was an awesome, awesome time. What a cool experience. So how hard was it? Because you recorded the episode and you couldn't talk about the results or anything, I would imagine. So what was that kind of dark period like before the show aired uh, nationally? You know, it, it's funny because if, if I had done a little bit better than what I wanted to do, it probably would have been a little harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since I didn't kind of perform being the athlete that I am to perform the way I wanted to, I try to almost put it behind me. You know, the thing we always talked about, especially being a quarterback, was having a short-term memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you, if you do mess up sometimes in life, you got to learn from it, dissect it, and then kind of move on from it. But this was something that I, I wanted to tell people about. But at the same time, I wasn't able to. So once when it was able to air, then I could kind of tell everybody like, yeah, I did that. You know, check that out. Uh, That was cool. That was fun. And it was something that if I had the opportunity, I would absolutely do it again. I would love to. Yeah, very cool. That's awesome. All right. So this has been fantastic. I've learned so much about you, your background, certainly have a deeper appreciation about your passion for health and fitness and helping others achieve their goals. I think that that's a huge internal motivator for you. Uh, I see and feel it, you know, every time that that you're coaching the class that I'm in and appreciate all the uh, energy that you've provided me. Um, So we're going to end with uh, fast five. Okay. Uh, five questions. You have no idea where they're coming from. All right. um, just kind of, kind of right off the top of your your mind, what answers come to you? So, uh, talked a lot about health and uh, nutrition and meal planning and meal prep. But what is your go-to meal on a cheat day? Oh, Chipotle, hands down. <laughs> I'll get a couple of burritos, a little sour cream, some cheese on there as well. And and and, and what's the protein then that you go with? I usually will do, uh, sometimes we do half chicken, half steak, or just straight chicken. Okay, very good. So Chipotle. And uh, I think you are in the category of many others that uh, will dive to Chipotle every chance that they get, no question. Um, so with being a coach of, of classes, and I, you know, when the class is maximum capacity, how many people are you in there coaching at once? Uh, right now it's 24. It was previously, it was 36. Okay, so you've coached up to 36 people at a time in a group session. And thousands of classes now you've taught over the years. What's the most epic fail that you've witnessed uh, that you can talk about? Oh man, stepping on a moving treadmill and falling. Oh, oh yeah, that's. I mean, I'm I'm a little ashamed to say. I, I wish I was more of an athlete than that, but yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> that's never fun. Yeah, it probably hurts ego more than it hurts your body, but it's just it's not a fun fun time. Yeah, that pause button is a great gift, isn't it? Yeah. You just got to hit that pause button before you jump off there. No question. And um, so obviously you still work out very intensely. Uh, I know Tessa does as well. Yeah. So what, you know, music is such a part of people's motivation and what they listen to. I know the tunes are cranking in the studio when we're in there. What's your personal playlist when you hit the gym and you got to get a great session in? Oh, it's a combination of Drake, I like the artist Drake, and different types of high energy, fast beats per minute, you know, type of music. I do like a little bit of, of rock, old school rock as well. Mostly though, it's got to be loud. I feel like yep. as long as it's loud, <laughs> it kind of it helps you. Uh, but so that's, that's what I usually go to. Yeah, love it. Love it. And uh, so since you have, you know, the quarterback legacy that you have, you played the position at a very high level. Who's on your Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks? Oh, man. Peyton Manning was one of my favorites always. You know, uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, he was one of those guys that I feel like he never ceases to amaze you, you know, what he's able to do and, and just day in and day out. You know, Aaron Rodgers is another guy who I've always really respected for his physical abilities 
and his ability just to, to kind of help his team. And then obviously you kind of got to, Gotta talk about Tom Brady. You know, it's something that he's a guy that when I went to New England, I didn't want to admit how, how good he was, you know, because everybody I knew was like all pats all day, every day. And I, I just didn't want to boost up their ego even more. But now he's he's also one of those guys that's you know really good. And then you know, I I just those are some of the guys that I kind of grew up watching. Yeah, I, I grew up idolizing as well. Um, so those those are a few guys and I like to throw Mike Pagel on there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And with Tom Brady, talk about uh, nutrition and anti-aging and everything that he's done yeah. um, from a self-discipline to be in the league and play at the level that he has for the amount of years. And I know um, he is just incredibly disciplined throughout the season on and off season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, him and, and Drew Brees too. I mean, I yeah, a lot this past year, is just talking about how they continue to play at such a high level for so many years and to really almost look like they're not slowing down. You know, mm -hmm. Tom Brady is one of those guys. It looks like he could continue playing for another five, six years. Who even knows? But yeah, it goes to say what you do off the field is sometimes is, is just as if not more important than what you're able to do on. And I think that just speaks so much about fitness and, and health and nutrition as well. Yeah, I know another one was uh, Phil Mickelson this year at the age of 50, won a major championship, the PGA championship, and he credited it to his diet and uh, physical activity routine over the last 18 months to really get himself hyper-focused on that. And now, you know, he's the oldest uh, major winner ever. And uh, I think we're going to continue to see that trend as we go forward. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. You know, then just like we talked about the anti-aging, it's just continue to work out and take care of yourself even as you age. And if we're able to implement some of these other newer type of things that evolve, I think, you know, we might be able to see high performance lasting, you know, beyond what you, you typically see in terms of years. Yeah, very cool. All right. Last question. Best memory of your athletic career? Oh, man. There, there's a couple of them. You know, my, my very first collegiate snap was at the big house. I was playing at Michigan. Wow. We were losing by just... A, a few points at the time, uh, but you know, being able to, to take my first snap in front of 110,000, that was, that was pretty awesome. That was something that I'll, I'll never forget. That is really cool. That's a great memory. Yeah. Uh, so Kellen, thank you so much for your time today. I've learned a ton. Our audience is going to learn a lot and um, we'll get some information, not only on Orange Theory, but also Vitality Greens and the supplement line that you have. So people can check that out and check out your background and everything. So thank you so much for all the time today. I really appreciated it. Thanks, Brian, for having me. And I loved it. I hope that the viewers can enjoy it and learn some things as well. So thank you, Ryan. All right. Thanks, Kellen. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Michael from ADS. A big thank you to Kellen for spending time with us and dropping his knowledge on the fitness industry. I believe you can learn a lot about fitness from having these relaxed conversations with professionals such as Kellen. I encourage everyone listening who is curious about Orange Theory or have been finding trouble to start their own journey to give it a try. For all the latest episodes, you can find App on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and our website. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Thanks for watching, everyone.